0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. I want to start with a question this morning to get us kind of started, Uh, and most of you I think will relate to this. How many of you ever remember playing or at least know of the game Operation? Anybody know that game? Okay, good. Uh, There'll be a picture to come up on the screen. All right, so we remember this guy. I know there's this weird, awkward picture of this guy on there, so don't pay too much attention to that. All right, but basically, I remember playing this game as a kid and uh, loved the game, right? And the idea, right, if you don't know the game, some of you who are younger might not know the game. All right, the guy on on the picture there, his name is Sam. And so the idea is there are, I think, 12 different operations that Sam needs. It could be like pulling out the funny bone or the Adam's apple or all those kinds of things. And what you had to do is you had to succeed successfully be able to pull that bone out of the body, right, without doing what? Without touching the sides that had a metal ring, right? Because what would happen if you did hit the metal ring? Yeah. Eh, right? And, it would, and the red nose would light up, those kind of things. You'd lose your turn, all of that, all right? Now, of course, for, the, for you to win the game, all 12 operations had to be completed, all of that, okay? Now, so... I want you to kind of think about that in this morning, not so much about the game side of it though. Um, I, I, I mentioned that this morning because I wanted to bring back a little nostalgia. I love remembering some of those kind of things from my childhood. But more importantly, I wanted, to, I wanted to start talking this morning about this idea of operation. And again, not so much the game, but kind of like actual operation and actual surgery. And I figured uh, the game operation was a better way to do that than show like some gruesome picture on the screen, right? That's probably a better way to go about that. All right, so what I want you to th- start thinking about, not so much the game, but I want you to start kind of thinking about an idea of a surgery or an operation because what we're going to do today and and where we are headed this morning is we're going to talk today about what I'm going to call a spiritual heart surgery, spiritual heart surgery, and we're going to look at a text uh, this morning, uh, which by the way, from the book of Romans, if you have not read the book, of, read the book of Romans, like we were in Romans last week, we're in Romans this week. I'm, I'm reading Romans in my, uh, my men's group in our Bible study. It's just, there's a lot of good meat in Romans, but we're going to look at this scripture in Romans that's going to um, challenge us. And which, by the way, I, I want to tell you that I'm going to just up front, I'm going to, today's going to be a little bit of a challenge. And I think that it's good to be challenged in church. Amen. 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 Okay, good. You guys are awake. All right, good. Um, all right, so it's good to be challenged, but this scripture is going to challenge us ultimately to regularly sign up in our lives for heart surgery. Now, some of you going, like, if you're going, hey, if the doctor told me I had to have surgery, you, you probably wouldn't want to have heart surgery, right? But what we're going to talk about today is that spiritually, like, we're going to, God really wants us to regularly sign up for spiritual heart surgery, uh, in our spiritual heart, like the seat of our emotions, surgery, uh, our mind, our thoughts, and, and that thing that's inside of us, ultimately, that kind of pushes us uh, towards actions in our life, to, to have heart surgery on that regularly. Basically, submit to God uh, more and more in our lives and let him kind of uh, cut out what needs to be cut out in our lives and, and change what needs to be changed in our lives, and so I was trying to think of like, uh, give you some practical examples of what, before we jump in too deep about what that might look like. And so I was thinking, maybe, uh, maybe it's for you. It's, it's spiritual heart surgery in the ways in which you negatively view yourself. Let God cut that out of your life. Maybe uh, you're more like me and it's maybe uh, it's how you, how critical you are of other human beings on the planet and other people that are in your influence, sphere of influence. And, and ultimately it's lay on the operating table and let God cut that out of your life. Maybe it's uh, what comes out of your mouth and usually what comes out of your mouth is not so helpful or, or beneficial, but it's ultimately negative. And, and maybe it's even into the level of cursing and maybe it's time for, for you to lay on the table and let God cut that out of your life. Maybe it's a level of laziness or pride or jealousy. Cut that out. Uh, Maybe it's uh, what we allow uh, into our eyes, into our ears, and what we watch and what we listen to. And God's saying, hey, I want to cut that out. Maybe it's uh, overindulgence with food or social media or or video games or hobbies and, and and cut that stuff on I could keep going and the list could go on and on and on and on, but what I want to walk through this morning is my and my hope is what I've been praying for this week and I was even praying as I was uh, many of you know I'm camping this weekend, so I just came in time just for church this morning and I'm heading back up to, to camp for the rest of the weekend and I was on my way home at nine o'clock last night I was praying this last night I was praying on my way in this morning that ultimately what what i'm going to share this morning that God would would really stir up in you in your heart. In your heart something that maybe he wants to go to work at in your heart and that you would, would recognize it and I would recognize it and we would allow God to just really do some work in our lives going forward as we head through the week and through the month and the rest of this year. Because if you don't know, uh, uh, a life with God is... It is definitely better without God, but I will tell you, a life with God doesn't mean that you'll have a life full of roses right? A life with God, uh, he, he's a, as I've been following Jesus, I think there's, there, there's a, there was a time back in like maybe the, the 70s and the 80s where like there was a ministry opportunity where people said, hey, um, you know, maybe say yes to Jesus. He can be your forever friend. And, they, and that's really true. And that's, that's a really good thing to understand. But as I follow Jesus in my life, folks, you know what he does to me? Um, God uh, is the God who sharpens me. And so sometimes as a father, a father has to do hard things to sharpen his children. Can I get an Amen. And so, so I don't think that this is a bad thing. I, I think this is a, just a loving father who says, hey, I want to sharpen you. I want, and yes, he'll be your friend, but man, he, want, he wants to sharpen you. And so a couple of uh, verses to this end. It says in John 15, one and two, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And when I reread that this week, folks, that sounds a little bit like surgery, doesn't it? He's going to cut off the ones that don't have fruit. And even though stuff that is good, he's, even going, to, he's going to make some trimming to that too. So you can, and I can be even more fruitful. That's surgery of the spiritual persuasion. And then I was in my uh, personal Bible time. I'm reading through the book of Ezekiel. And I actually read this week, uh, Ezekiel 11, verse 19. And it says this. It says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And again, that, as I was reading that in my own Bible time this, this week, I was thinking, man, that, that, that again sounds like spiritual heart surgery, surgery of the spiritual persuasion. And it's, it's what, what it takes to have an undivided heart. is to take, It takes some surgery. It takes some, some serious intervention from God getting all up inside my inside. And then I was considering Isaiah six, uh, 64, 8. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. And so, uh, and some of you may know this, but see, God is the potter, and we are the clay. And so ultimately, like what he's trying to do, folks, with you and with me is that throughout this life, because we've been affected by by a world that has a lot of messiness in it, we've been affected by that. He's trying to every single day, every single week, he's trying to mold us back into the original masterpiece he created us to be. And so we need to submit to the potter and let him mold us as the clay which I'll admit to you, is not super easy for me sometimes. Um, I don't know about you, but I like to be in control of my life. Anybody here like to be in control? You like to have the control, right? You like to be, you're not going to be the one who's going to be sitting in the driver's seat when you're going somewhere. You're going to be the one driving, right? Because everyone else freaks you out, right? That kind of thing. Like, that's me, right? I like, to be, I like to be in control. And so what God is doing in me recently is this, is that um, uh, over the last three weeks or so, I, I've had a lot going on. It's probably the most busy three weeks that I've had in a really, really long time. And uh, over the last three weeks, God's been starting to speak to me. And essentially, he's basically saying, hey, Matt, like it's going to be a busy three weeks. And, and if you want to, you can go through this with your own energy or you can uh, let me be your strength and, and your, your power and so what's been happening is because I do have a lot of, uh, some of you guys know I have a lot of energy and spunk, right? And so I've got a lot of human effort and energy and capacity to do these things. And, and, and I do think that there's a, a God gifting and some of that kind of stuff. So what I've been finding myself wrestling with is a lot going on. I've been just trying to, to just kind of grind through and, and work it out and, and walk it out. And I've been the most tired and exhausted I've probably been in a really, really long time. And, and God's been letting me walk through this. And he's saying, hey, man, if you want to do it, go ahead, bud, go for it. But what he's trying to communicate to me is, man, I've got more strength than you, can, than you can even muster up. And if you just let me in, I can give you what you need. And so this last week, I kind of hit up my moment where I was like, all right, God, I literally have nothing left. And so I was on my way into the office. Uh, I think it was on a Thursday or Friday. And uh, I'd lost a day in the office because uh, we had an out-of-town family funeral and all that. And so I was just stressed and a lot going on and, and uh, I just prayed, God, I can't do it, but you can. And so I want your strength and your energy and your direction in the midst of this day and I'll tell you what, you know what happened? As I got more done in one day than I had in a week for that one day. Yeah, because I'm letting God do what God does. He is the one who does all this stuff. And so what's happening in this time is that ultimately I'm allowing God uh, to do some heart surgery inside of myself. And what's happening is it's creating some significant change in me as a man of God and as, uh, as a leader for this church. God's doing something significant in me. He's cutting out my own energy and my own effort and, and, and letting me lean more on him and, and it's doing something significant in me. And so what we're going to talk about today is that I don't know about you, but I want to experience that side more than the exhaustion. And, so, and I want that for all of you. And so ultimately, we're going to talk today about why we need to, you and I, uh, especially if we're followers of Jesus, we need to re- willingly, frequently put ourselves on the spiritual operating table. And let God do some heart surgery in us. And so that's where we're headed today. Uh, we're going to take a look at this text in Romans. That'll give us some significance in the midst of this, some, some traction in the midst of this. And so we're going to kind of hop around in, in chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 17 today. It says this. It says, now you, now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, verse 21, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourselves? Verse 28, a person is not a Jew, another way of saying that would be a true follower of God, a person is not a Jew, a true follower of God who is one only outwardly. Nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew, again, a true follower of God, who is one inwardly. And circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the Spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. So, first things first, I have to address the awkward elephant in the room in this word, this like circumcision word. Yay. I don't even know I was really excited to do that one in church this week, right? So uh, I think most of us know what this is, but if you don't know what that is, let's just suffice it to say that it's a sur- surgical procedure cutting off some extra skin on a male. We'll just leave that there, okay? Let that sit right there. But ultimately, you need to know some of the cultural context behind circumcision, okay? Uh, ultimately, uh, this was used by God as a sign of a covenant relationship between uh, Abraham and the Israelites and, and God, and it was a physical sign to say they were, they were kind of committing to what God was having them do, and then ultimately God said, okay, every male that is born on the eighth day, they now need to be circumcised, and so why that's relevant in the midst of this is that um, the Romans who Paul was teaching in this teaching that we're reading today, uh, they would have understood the cultural context of circumcision, right? They lived during this time. And so it's important to understand they would have understand, understood that. But Paul, what I love about this is Paul does not talk about a physical circumcision here. He's actually kind of a, going a lot further down the spiritual line in the midst of this, right? So what he's talking about is circumcision, cutting off the extra of our heart is, is something significant to consider, and so, because and, and, it's significant because circumcision, while it was ceremonial, and there was something significant in that time for, for, for Abraham and the Israelites, the reality is, is that circumcision was not a life-saving sa- life life saving surgery. But can I, can I be honest with you this morning, folks? If, if, we, are allowing, if we can allow God to circumcise our hearts and, and full, pull off all the extra stuff that is more of a, maybe about ourselves or, or the world and all that kind of stuff, God can circumcise all of that stuff. Can I tell you that it will change our lives? It will change our lives. So I want you to hold that thought. We, our title for today is Heart Surgery Putting Ourselves on the Table. And what we're gonna do today is we're gonna dig deep and explore this why it's important to, to really, truly allow God in access, full unvetted on, access to our heart, to our spiritual heart, to prune where He needs to prune, cut where He needs to cut, sharpen where He needs to sharpen. Because it's, it's where we will get the life that we ultimately really want, but really where God wants our life to be. And so that's where we're headed today. Uh, before we go too much deeper, I want to pause and pray. So if you would pray with me, and then I'll give you a couple things to think about. So Father, we thank you uh, yet again for another day to come and to be in this place and to worship you and to just to be with you. And God, we now uh, ask that as we take some time to look into this text today, That, God, uh, you would do something among us. You would teach us. you You would speak to us. That you would ultimately give us something that we didn't have when we came in today. And, God, that we would be more like Jesus as a result of our time together. God, make our hearts, our souls, our minds sticky and supernatural things would stick to us, God. We want to honor you with this time, so we give it to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, one point today, if you wanna take some notes, you can write this down as we talk about regular spiritual heart surgery. Okay, here it is. Frequently let God internally operate because more is needed than we can ever achieve. You can write that down if you want. Frequently let God internally operate because more is needed than we can ever achieve. I, I kind of noticed this a little bit in the text, verses 28 and 29. It says, a person is not a Jew who is one, only one, and then I underline this outwardly, Nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one, underline this, inwardly. And circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit. And I took notice as I was studying this text this week, these words outwardly and inwardly in the text. And as I considered them in the context of what Paul was trying to communicate to the Romans here, I was reminded of something that I think all of us really know. And, and it makes a ton of sense to us, but I think sometimes it's easy to forget. And that is this, folks, life is not just what happens to us each day. Life is not just what happens to us that's not only what was going on on the outside, not just drinking coffee, going to work and you know, talking to our spouse, ha- having to discipline our kids. It's not just about all of those things, but it's also, and sometimes more importantly, it's, it's about what's going on on the inside of us, isn't it? What we're feeling, what, what things God wants to really do in us. And so as I pondered that this week, I actually um, uh, did a funeral this, this week. And in the funeral, I was discussing the reality. I think it, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes I can get so caught up in the day-to-day activities of life. You know, like I said, like get up and, and have a cup of coffee or seven, you know, in the day, right? So seven cups of coffee, come into the office, get some things done, do this, do that, all that kind of stuff. And, and sometimes I can really not, I can miss what's really going on on in the inside of me and what really should be going on on in the inside of me. And so what I do is I can just, just kind of go through life. And, and so what I do during those times is sometimes I can, I can do what I call checklisting it. You know, so I'm like, okay, um, Bible time, check. All right, get some things done in the office, check. All right, spend some time with Leah and the kids, all right, check, check. Maybe go out to dinner with some friends, Check. Well, all the while, all that activity is going on, and all the while, then I am uh, in, in, what's on the inside of me, right? is I'm being overly critical of people that I'm communicating with, I'm being prideful. I'm being uh, maybe I'm overindulging in certain things, or or maybe there's some anger at points, which happened a week ago Saturday, and. Things can go on depending on what's, the, all, all of that stuff is going on in the inside of me when all this other activity is going on and, I, and, I'm, and I'm missing it. That's where my energy and my focus can go and then and really instead of where, where God wants me to be and what God wants out of my life, which is, which is for me to be um, more humble. You know, there's a scripture verse that says that those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Rather be humble than be humbled by a holy God. So I should be more humbled and more self-controlled and and, and more peaceful. And and, and I'm sure uh, I'm I'm the only one in the room that acts like that during the week. Right? We all can do this, right? Because we are bent. If you don't know this, every single one of us in the room and if you're online, every single one of us is messed up by sin. And we are bent towards sin and we are bent towards these things that ultimately, that if we just focus on the stuff that's going on throughout the day, we will miss ultimately what might actually be killing us on the inside. And so I want you to write this uh, down if you're taking notes. It'll come up on the screen. And I think it's an important truth to catch today. Life is not just a to-do list. Life is not just a to-do list. I think some of you here today, some of you maybe be joining us online, that might be the thing that you need more than anything today is life is not just a to-do list. That's what I've needed over the last couple of weeks. God's had to kind of, I had to get on the operating table and let God go, oh yeah, it's not just a to-do list. There are things that are beyond what we can even uh, put on our list. We can't just randomly go, okay, hey, I'm going to fix my energy problem that I'm using with God and put that on my calendar on the random Thursday. That's not going to work. There are certain things that we cannot do ourselves. We need God's help in because there are certain things that even if we put as much effort as we possibly could muster and put into it, we uh, we cannot replace the Holy Spirit. You can't replace the Holy Spirit. I can't replace the Holy Spirit in me. Back in the text, it says in, in verse 29, it says, and circumcision is, look at this, circumcision of the heart by the Spirit. It's by the, only by the Spirit of God that certain things can be accomplished and pruned and sharpened. Folks, we need the Holy Spirit to do things in us, not just get us more to-do on our to-do list. I was thinking about it this way. Uh, I was thinking about, like, you know, if you've ever had a surgery, right? Say it's a knee surgery. Can you imagine trying to do your own knee surgery? Probably wouldn't go very well, right? Maybe with enough anesthesia, but it probably wouldn't go very well, right? But how, how much do we as humans, right? Matt Porman's been trying to do it for the last three weeks, and God's going, hey, you're trying to do your own surgery, man. It ain't working. Let me do your surgery. Because he's the best surgeon there, he doesn't fail. I was also thinking about it like this. Uh, some of you may know this, uh, but some of you, uh, most of you guys, know Tyler Moonseed a lot. There'll be a picture of him that'll come up on the screen. So this is Tyler. He's a good-looking guy. Uh, and so Tyler, some of you know, may know this about Tyler, but do you know that Tyler is actually a novice tattoo artist? Anybody in the room knew that? Know that? couple of you in the room. Okay. Um, now here's what I would say is don't go up and ask Tyler for a tattoo after church. Okay. Don't do that. Uh, but I was thinking about Tyler, uh, as I kind of talked about this whole, do your own surgery thing, because, uh, Tyler, a few years ago, he and his buddy decided, Hey, we want to learn how to tattoo people. And so, uh, they decided they were going to buy some of the basic materials and then they were going to uh, tattoo uh, each other and kind of figure it all out, which is a little dangerous by the way, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> but that's pretty much what they did. Right. And so they figured out and Tyler, it's going pretty well. Right. He's shaking his head yes. Okay, he's back. He's giving me a thumbs up. All right, but here's why I I bring all that up is because I know that Tyler has actually tried to give himself a couple of tattoos and uh, yeah, you're laughing already, right? (laughs) But I will tell you this and he'll tell you this is that ultimately things go way better, right? I don't think you've gotten really, really crazy bad ones, have you, Tyler? Okay, okay, good. But like things go way better, way better. And he will tell you this way better when his buddy is tattooing him and he's tattooing his other, his buddy. And so when I, when I put that into our conversation today, like the reality is, folks, like life will go way better for us if we don't try to just grit and grind our way through, but we lay down on the table and we let God say, okay, do what you want to do. It'd be like us trying our own knee surgery, or our own tattoo. Like It's just not going to come out very well. But yet we do that over and over and over, do what I do. I need to always just remember like, ah, that's right, God, this is you. I need to lay down and let you do your thing. And here's the cool thing about God is that God is so amazing that he is the God of more. And, 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 and so when we need more, guess what? It doesn't need more effort from you or effort from me. It needs more of God. It says in Ephesians 3.20, it says, now to him who is able, look at this, able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his purpose that is at work within us. So God is the God of more when more is needed and he's gonna do way, way even more than we can even understand or think up. But the only way for us to get that more, folks, is for us to lay down, submit more and more of our lives to God on the surgical table. says in Deuteronomy 36, it says, the Lord, your God will circumcise your hearts. There it is again and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul. And I underline this and live. That sounds good, doesn't it? But see, there's a correlation with God circumcising our hearts to actually live. God is the giver of more. And, um, and so when we and, and, I'm, and, and I'll just tell you, I, like, again, the last three weeks, I've just needed a reminder of this is that when, when we lay down on a surgical table, then what happens is our insides begin to change. And here's the cool thing when our insides begin to change, you know what else happens? Our outside begins to change. I'm going to put this up. You can write this down. I'm going to explain it a little bit. Uh, you can write this in. The inside affects the outside. Just write that down on your, if you're taking notes. The inside affects the outside. And I think, again, we know this, but there's actually a scripture in Matthew 23 where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he, he directly addresses this with the Pharisees. It says in verse 25 of Matthew 23, it says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you clean the outside of the cup and, cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee. First, clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Ah, see, there it is. First, that's an important word. First, clean the inside, and then, once the inside is clean, guess what's going to happen? The outside is also going to be clean. See, the inside truly does affect the outside, and so the inside is pretty important to attend to, isn't it? Let God do some stuff, change some stuff in us. Not get distracted by the outward stuff that's going on in our life because the outward folks is temporary, the internal is forever. And so I wanna close with this today as the worship team begins to come. I wanna close with this uh, quote from Isaac Newton I saw this week on Facebook says this, and I think it correlates, I just stick with me. It says, if I've seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. I saw that on Facebook and I thought, and I was working on the teaching and I thought, folks, if you and I wanna go further in this life, if we wanna do what God wants us to do and we wanna be what all God wants us to be, then we're gonna have to stand on the shoulder of a giant and you know that giant as the, the one and only true Jesus Christ. And, and, and what correlation I want to make this morning is if we're going to stand on the shoulder of this amazing giant, then we've got to lay down on a surgical table. We've got to let him have full access to our heart. Sorry. It's really the only way we're going to get it. And so that's our point today is frequently let God internally operate because much more is needed than we can ever achieve. And so I think for us, the question for us is, are we willing to... Lay down on the table. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.